Hello everybody and welcome to the gruesome twosome movie reviewsome. It is only Ebony this week though. Unfortunately Jess cannot make it. Uh, she's actually been dealing with tonsillitis and a few other health issues. So we do wish her a speedy recovery and all the best. Um, after a little bit of a discussion between the two of us we thought why keep you guys hanging? We can still supply you an episode. It may be a bit different. It may be a bit out of the box, but it's something. So here I am to provide your ears with serotonin, which is probably the complete opposite of what I'm providing right now because my voice is horrendous. I don't know how any of you listen to me, but it is what it is. So I do apologize in advance. If you can hear my aircon or any sort of weird noises in the background, I am playing Crazy Cat Lady today and it is hot as Satan's balls. So we are sweating in the dining room while I record this. So good luck to you guys listening to me and the lovely noise of my aircon in the background. But you may be wondering what today's little bonus episode is all about. And I thought, you know what? Why not do something that Jess and I probably wouldn't delve into together? Not that Jess is against it or wouldn't try to discuss it, but it is definitely more of an ebony topic than a Jess topic. And that topic is horror in anime and manga. Um, I have been a massive anime fan I'll probably say most of my life. Um, I remember waking up first thing in the morning. And if you're Australian, you probably know what I'm about to say. But you would wake up extra early. Oz aerobics, Oz style would be on. And you're watching a bunch of women in skin tight clothing <laughs> do aerobics. Because you're not there to watch that. You're waiting for what's on after. You know that the prime TV us in like late 90s early thousands was cheese tv now if you're not australian you probably have no fucking idea what i'm talking about but cheese tv is sort of like it was a sh it, it was a show that was on in the mornings that would play it would have like a host and it would play other shows so the name of the show was Cheese TV, but on Cheese TV it played other shows like Pokemon and uh, Sailor Moon and all that sort of stuff. And that is what got me into anime it would have been back then. It would have been waiting for aerobics Oz style to end and then Cheese TV would be on. You're sitting there and right in front of the TV, you've got your bowl of cereal in hand, maybe half dressed for school very badly or still in PJs, hair's a fucking mess, 
You're about to go blind because of how close you are. And the logo came on the screen. And everything was just right in the world. Because that cheese TV logo and the song came on. And you knew that you were off to a good start for the day. And um, they would play Dragon Ball Z or Drag... No, it was Dragon Ball Z back then. And, you know, you'd play Sailor Moon and Pokemon. And, oh, Sailor Moon. Sailor Moon was my shit. I used to watch every episode of that growing up. It was just... I mean, you always wanted to be one of them. You knew it could never happen, but you always wanted to be one. For me, it was always Sailor Jupiter. And it was just like these five, maybe six, ooh, testing my memory, six, you know, girls that had these wands and these magical powers and they just transformed into these beautiful goddesses on the screen in these outfits that you just wanted. You wanted, you know, you'd die for them. And you'd watch so intently and you knew every character and you knew what was going to happen next. And I think, I mean, obviously at that age, you don't see anything as anime. It's all just animation and it's just cartoons. But then as you get older, you start diving into more and more anime and you start realizing there's a lot more out there than meets the eye. And especially if you're willing to watch something with subtitles, which I highly encourage I still know a lot of people who won't watch anything with subtitles because they just, they get too distracted or they're lazy or, you know, I mean, get it subtitles. I don't want to watch that. And it's just like, you're missing out on a whole other world of entertainment, a whole other world, you know, not only just anime, but movies in general. Some of my favorite movies are foreign. And that's a whole other discussion and that's one that, you know, I'll, I'll definitely be having with Jess when she's up and running again. But um, anime just opened a whole new world for me. I learnt Japanese, well started to in school for three years before I changed schools and we watched a lot of anime in that class and learnt the culture and God, I'd give anything to travel to Japan. It's just like the peak of my bucket list is traveling to Japan. I'd go all over as well, not just, you know, the touristy spots. But um, it just, I don't know. I found anime a lot like horror just transported you into a whole other world. If you can hear that, that is my cat snoring as well. Just a little, another random noise to add in. But um. It just, yeah, it it was just like most movies and TV shows. It just transported you. You know, every show you watched provided something new. It was monsters or you got powers or pets like Pokemon. Like everything provided that little bit of serotonin in a different way. And as I got older, I found that not only did I really enjoy anime, but I started to read a bit of manga. Um, which, I mean, I suppose if you're listening to this, you're probably familiar with manga, but it's essentially Japanese comics, I suppose you could say. Light novels, you know, 
they're primarily images as opposed to writing, but the imagery, my god, shits all over Western. Shits all over. Um, and that sort of brings me into my first topic of manga and horror manga. Because the first manga I ever read was a series called Doubt, or I believe the alternate title is Rabbit Doubt. And um, it was just so new to me. It was so different. I was always, I wasn't, I wasn't against comics, but it was never really, it was never really my thing. And I was like, you know what, I enjoy anime so much and a lot or most anime are based of some sort of manga or light novel and I'm like, fuck it, I'll give it a go. And this Doubt Doubt is a psychological thriller more so than horror. Um, it's about these students, I think they were all students, um, that were playing this really popular mobile game called... Uh, rabbit or rabbit doubt and essentially it was you all played the game one person in the game would be like a sheep in wolf's clothing sort of thing and everyone was a rabbit and like you'd sort of you had to guess who the sheep in wolf's clothing was um they'd be killing off characters and or, or players sorry they'd be killing off players in the game and you'd have to figure out who the person is that's killing them because they're the quote-unquote uh, sheep and wolf's clothing and then they're all playing it and they all um get told to if I remember correctly they all get told to meet up at like a school or a warehouse or something and all of them get knocked out and then they wake up it's pitch black they're in this building and the game that they were playing on the mobile becomes real so now someone is actually killing off these kids and you have to figure out who it is. But like the imagery in these books, it's just out of this world. And that's what got me into real horror anime. And I, I say real, not because that's not, but that's definitely more psychological. Um... So what I'm going to do is go through a couple of my favourite horror manga and why I love them so much and why I recommend them. And then after that, I will go through a list of anime and go through that. Now, this isn't like a top 10. This isn't, you know, these are the best of the best. This is just what I enjoy. This is what I will go back to. It's stuff I can read and watch over and over and still get some sort of feeling from it. So to start it off, it's pretty much, to be honest, it's not even to start off. My horror manga is very cliche for manga and, and it's literally all just Junji Ito. And if you know manga, then you should know the name Junji Ito because he is Japan's master of horror. He has been around for so long, so, so long. And his work is just mind boggling. It's just the imagery sticks with you and it's all black and white and it's, you know, you're seeing stuff ooze, you're seeing stuff merge together, you're seeing stuff drip and peel and it's just so deliciously disgusting. 
and I'm a sick, sick person and I know that. <laughs> but um, the first one I want to bring up is a really, really, really well-known story by him. And that story is uh, Uzumaki, which was also turned into a live action movie. I actually think it may have been done twice now. I could be wrong. Um, but the story is centered around this town. Uh, seems normal. Everything's okay. And then all of a sudden they see spirals appearing everywhere. And when I say everywhere, I mean everywhere it is in the sky it is on the ground it is randomly placed in awkward spots and it seems that the largest one in the sky uh, is what's drawing it all and the people that are staring or looking into these spirals they then become spirals themselves and you see these bodies that just like <laughs> There's one scene, and I'm, I'm not going to go into too much detail because I do think you need to read and or watch it. Even just watching it, um, the live action, is it's not bad. It's not the best adaptation, but it's not the worst. And you definitely get the gist of it. But seeing these bodies twist and turn into these spirals and into these shapes... And you're watching it and you're like, holy shit, imagine if this was real. Like, here you are in your town with not only these random spirals appearing everywhere, but the people are turning into spirals. I'm talking the bed, the bed, the body is twisting and turning. And then they become like these snail-like things that are just oozing gunk as they like slide or, or slither up these buildings and the whole town is just becoming these people made of spirals and it is so disturbing the imagery and then you think about the sounds while you're reading it and it's just it fucks with you it really fucks with you and that's the sort of imagery Junji Ito is known for and it's a sort of imagery that made him as famous as he is today because no one no one can compete with him I mean don't get me wrong there are definitely other horror authors out there that do manga that are phenomenal but he he's he's the tip of the iceberg he's the pedestal he is the overall umbrella and everyone is just underneath him because you will never you will never beat the work of Junji Ito. You just won't. It's just so unique and it's so him. It's almost like when you watch a movie that is like Wes Craven or M. Night Shyamalan or as I like to call him M. Night Shyamalama, not the biggest fan. Um, but my point being is that you watch the film and you go, that's Wes Craven, that's M. Night, that's Eli Roth, that's mental blank. <laughs> and, and you pick them out. When you're flicking through these books by Junji Ito, without even knowing it's him, you know it's him. Like, you could go completely blind, there'll be no cover, you open the book, you see the imagery, and you're like, this is a Junji Ito book. Because he's just so well-known and so in his own style. And that's what I love about him so much. 
Um, another story by him is called um, The Hanging Blimp. And the, the rough gist of it is that these huge, huge balloons that are shaped like people's heads. Actually, you know what a good reference is? So Hanging Blimp reminds me of um, Rick and Morty with the, <laughs> with the episode with the floating heads. Um, it's like that. Purely because they're, they're heads. Nothing else is related. But, like, think of that scale, that size of a head, but they're balloons. So these floating faces are just coming towards the earth and coming towards the town. But you realise it's not just, like, string that's hanging from them that's like a balloon. It's a noose. And you're like, why... Are there these floating heads carrying nooses? And then you realise as the story goes on, each head resembles a living person on the planet. And these balloons are hunting them down. The, so, like, imagine this, right? So you're hanging around, doing whatever. You look in the sky. There's this massive balloon with your face. Not just your face, like it is the spitting image of your whole head coming at you. And I mean coming at you. Like, that is terrifying. <laughs> I get terrified just looking at myself in the mirror every morning, let alone this God knows how big balloon of my head coming at me. Like, what? And then you're looking at it and you're like, not only is this huge, huge head coming my way, but why the fuck is there a noose hanging off it? Because I don't want to die. Is that for me? Is that for someone else? Is it a family member? Is it just looking like a noose? Like, what is the purpose of this? And that is terrifying. It... It sounds ridiculous, but when you're reading this and you're turning each page that is literally like sitting on the edge of your seat with every page and you're looking at these, this imagery, it sticks with you. It really sticks with you. And it's just, once again, it goes back to Junji Ito and his style. It is so distinct and so him and you just can't beat it you really just can't beat it um so the last story by Junji Ito that I'm going to go through is actually called Long Dream um this I'm not going to lie between this and Uzumaki, this one really fucks with you. <laughs> this really, this is not fun. Um, essentially, it's the story of a man in a hospital bed that just lives different lives every single time he goes to sleep. So every time he sleeps, he has a dream. He lives that dream and then wakes up, still in the hospital bed. And you're like, 
okay, cool, he's probably just got, like, some fucked up dreams and, you know, it's a bit eerie and whatever else. But not only does he dream, but his dreams are worn on him every time he wakes up. And what I mean by that is the imagery of his dreams are, like, sketched into his skin every morning. So if I go to sleep and I've dreamt I've killed someone, that image of me killing that person is etched on his skin every single time. And the more he dreams, the more imagery that's on him. And the more that's sketched on him, the less room there is for the imagery until eventually it just morphs into this weird alien-like creature that is so bizarre and so disgusting and is like this blob and he's on the hospital bed still and it's just oh just <laughs> just just me remembering the image is just like yuck <laughs> but it's just that's what brings us back it's like those of us who keep reading the same horror books over and over i have read stephen king's it god knows how many times now and I fucking love Stephen King's Doctor Sleep as well. And even knowing the twists and turns and what's going to happen to each character and whatever else is, I will keep going back to read these books like I do the horror movies. I will, I've said in previous episodes, I literally watch The Blair Witch Project monthly. And I'm not, I'm not even exaggerating. I watch that movie every single month even though I know what's going to happen even though I know the ending it doesn't matter because a it holds a special spot in my heart and b it's just a movie that draws me in they're the books that draw me in it's it takes my attention it it just completely consumes me if I don't read often, but when I do, it's, I get so consumed by the book that no matter what it is that I'm reading, I can't stop. I have to finish it. And the only time I didn't was when I read Stephen King's It, and it's because I started in the middle of the night and I was too fucking tired. (laughs) And I should never have done that. But these stories, these shows these movies they're just so powerful in such a different way like before I get onto the horror anime that I absolutely adore and will rewatch over and over again I just want to take a moment to discuss why I love horror so much Because I don't think Jess and I have really discussed this and we can always delve into it further in another episode. But horror to me, it's it's strange. I had, without going into too much detail, my childhood was not the best. And horror for me, because it came in late in my life, because I was about 14, 15 when I first started watching horror, um, it's sort of, this is going to sound weird, but it almost gave me that 
hope that like no matter what I'm going through I could be going through something worse and it sounds so stupid even me saying it out loud now it sounds so stupid but at the age of you know 14 watching these people get chased and brutally murdered and cut up and especially the ones that are based on true stories and you're like holy crap I'm living pretty fucked at the moment but I'm not that bad (laughs) it's just like if I can like push through this I'll be okay so ta-da I have because I'm here but um it's it's just it's just a genre that means so much to me I adore anything horror I have so many opinions which I'm sure you've realized throughout the episodes but I could sit here for days about unpopular opinions um, and whatever else but in the end as a community as a horror community regardless of the fandoms we have each other's back and we know we're weirdos we know we're demented we know we're fucked in the head I mean some of my favorite movies are the most disturbing movies quote-unquote of all time so like let's be real I'm fucked (laughs) like it is what it is but it's sort of it's also what makes us us and as horror fans I'm sure you all feel the same that we've had those moments where people are like why are you into this what are you doing you're weird as if you'd like that that's disgusting and especially growing up with that and I had no one no one else none of my friends were into horror I was already a little bit of an outcast as it was and then once I started getting into horror it was just full-blown outcast from there and I found going online and talking to others about horror it just showed that you're not alone and I found a lot of us were very similar in that regard and I think that's why we keep coming back to these movies and tv shows and like me with these books with Junji Ito it's comfort it's fucked but it is it's a comfort and um I think that's why I started to really enjoy horror anime as well because it almost has that childish nostalgia about it because it's animated but it's got that horror adult aspect of it because of the blood and the guts and the imagery And it's such an odd thing to say out loud, especially now (laughs) thinking about it. But combining the two, it's just like, it's another comfort. And that's, you know, that's why I enjoy what I do so much. And um, speaking of, I'll get into this list of anime. Um, Now, if you follow the 
uh, gruesome twosome Instagram page, which is grew to movies. That's G R U E T W O underscore movies. Also on Twitter, check us out. Shameless plug. Um, you'll probably know that I've actually posted a thing a while back stating my top 10 horror anime, but I didn't say why, and I didn't say really what they were about. So I am going to go through some or most of what's on that list, uh, not necessarily in the same order, but I am going to go through. So if you've seen that, I'm sorry, you know what's to come. But for those of you who don't, this is brand spanking new and we'll start the list. So the first one I'm going to talk about is um, actually one that's really not, at least from what I've seen, it's not very well known. Um, it's a different art style as well to the usual, I don't know, Dragon Ball and one that's going to come up later, Death Note and all that sort of stuff. Um, it's a bit obscure, it's a bit artsy, the whole anime is a bit artsy, but that's called Akonohana, which is translated into Flowers of Evil. And um, essentially what this is about, I mean, it all comes down to blackmail. We've got this, and you'll have to forgive me, it's been a while, so I don't remember all the names. But if I remember correctly, it's Takao or Takao? is the uh, male character uh, who's the main character in the show and he's got this huge crush, like massive crush on the beauty in the class and um, he's always watching her and wanting to be with her but he's too shy to do or say anything about it and um, one day they're in gym class and he's watching her and you know typical anime We've got the zoom in on the butt. We've got the zoom in on the tits. We've got the sweat running down. And let's be real, we all love a bit of close-up from anime. I don't care what you say. I know you're all pervs. That's why you're here. But in saying that, um, so she sweat through all these clothes and, you know, it comes to after class and everyone's gone and there's a bag left there and Takao... I'm probably butchering his name and I probably don't even have it right. So I do apologize. But, um, he finds a bag and he's like, holy shit, it's her bag. What am I going to do? And then it gets pervy again. And he goes through the bag and looking at the clothes and practically having an orgasm sitting there, just smelling and looking at the clothes, but he was going to give it back to her. And then he takes it and, um, the girls come back and he hides cause he doesn't want to get caught. And like, oh my god, a perv has taken your gym clothes, what are you going to do? He runs off and, you know, they don't suspect him at all. And next day in class, this other girl comes up and she's like, I saw you. I know what you did. I know what you've got. And he's just like, you know, don't tell anyone. I I don't want anyone to know. And she's like, well, I won't tell anyone, but you... Essentially have to do everything I say. And this chick is fucking twisted. My god. She literally, she will beat the shit out of him. She'll pour water over him. She'll essentially, I hate saying this word, but she'll essentially rape him. 
she's all over him and I know this you're probably like why the fuck do you like this anime then this is full on and it's like you know what it is full on but the art style of this anime is so beautiful and it is um so different and refreshing and as demented and as disturbing because this is really quite just a disturbing anime as it is it's still interesting to see the dynamic between the duo between him debating with himself about whether he just quits so he doesn't have to deal with her anymore and tell the girl that you know this is your bag of stuff or does he actually just deal with it and keeps getting beaten up and bullied and picked on and jumped and sexually harassed and and I mean this girl does the worst she's horrible and that's why this anime is on my list is because a I don't think many people actually know about it um b the art style is beautiful it is stunning and I highly recommend to watch it just for that alone if you're not interested in anything else and c it's really interesting to watch and it's disturbing and it's everything that I would watch in a in a horror movie but put it into anime and I always find I don't know why but I find the more I watch horror anime I almost get more disturbed by anime than I do real life these days don't know why it's just the case <laughs> but um yeah, that's uh, Akonohana or Flowers of Evil. And man, I highly recommend, highly recommend that anime to literally anyone. If you've never watched anime, if you always thought, you know what, this is childish or this is too animated for me, watch this because it is so different from anything else you've ever seen before that it might just open your eyes to what else is out there um in saying that coming up next is the complete opposite it's one that i'm hoping most of you know it's not death note yet but that is coming up <laughs> um and that is helsing um now i'm sure if you're not that familiar with helsing but you know the name it's probably because of the abridged version that was on youtube by um team four star if you don't know who team four star is please turn this off and go find any of their videos that you possibly can because holy shit they are hilarious um on a bit of a side note <laughs> if you don't know who they are they actually dub over anime and they are the funniest fucking guys or people they will do an entire season of Dragon Ball Z or Helsing or what else did they do? Naruto? One bit, I don't know. Another, another big uh, anime. And they will dub all the voices. And it is so fucking funny. Oh my god. I have literally cried. Like tears streaming down my face at watching this because it is so funny. And so well done that it's just mind-boggling. Um, but yes, you may know Helsing from that. They did do the uh, OVA abridged version. And there was 
hilarious. But to be fair, Helsing, the anime itself, has those comedy elements anyway. Um, it's actually about an organisation that combats monsters that are threatening England. And when I say monsters, I'm talking zombies, I'm talking vampires, I'm talking everything. And the main character who is a vampire himself is Alucard, which is Dracula backwards, hence why he's a vampire. And he is one badass motherfucker. Like, oh my god. Um, he will tear people apart. He will completely just destroy and annihilate people. Um, like, there's Nazis, there's priests, there's other vampires, there's zombies, there's... This, this show has everything. Um, literally everything. It is so much fun. It is so bloody. It's so gory. It's so in your face. Highly recommend. Highly, highly recommend. Um, but the next one on the list is actually the one and only Death Note. You knew it was coming. I'd mentioned it before. It's very cliche. I'm cliche. Get the fuck over it. Um, oh, Death Note. Before I go any further, this is the anime. The one and only anime. Not the piece of shit Netflix adaptation. Not the live action stuff, which, look, the Japanese live action is neither here or there. It's okay. It's meh. It is what it is. Netflix, on the other hand, I have a gripe with. I will always have a gripe with. And they should never have touched it. That is all I'm going to say on the matter. Let's move on. <laughs> but um, essentially, Death Note is about a student called Light Yagami. Uh, you know, he's a straight A student. He's top of the class. Um, but he's also kind of bored and he's looking for something new and he's looking, you know, for something to occupy his time really, because school's just, he's smarter than school in his mind. He's better than everyone. Um, but he finds what is essentially Death Note, which is like a notebook, um, that's dropped by a Shinigami or a Death God. And he realizes that any name that's written in the notebook dies and he essentially sees this as a chance to become a godlike person himself he's like I have the ability to kill off who I want I can you know use this for the greater good and kill off bad people and I will be a hero and people will worship me and all of that sort of thing and it Essentially, the whole anime is more so about the struggle he has with himself on how to use it. And you're watching him grow with this power and this, you know, power struggle and what he should do with the notebook and how he should go about it and whether he should use it for good or bad. And, um, you know, eventually it becomes like he's a serial killer and no one knows who's killing these people and even though lights behind it and he sees his name in the news and he's getting all like, oh my God, I'm the best. And yeah, it's just, I'm probably doing absolutely no justice to any of these things that I've mentioned, but my best advice is to just go out and watch these and read the manga 
and just, you know, enjoy it for yourself because in the end, you're not going to know. And that's the same with any of our reviews. No much, no matter how much we try, you're not going to know whether you like something until you watch it and you just need to dive in and watch it. The amount of movies and shows that I have had no idea about or I've been umming and ahhing on and I just went fuck it and turned it on and watched it, they were just best decisions I ever made because you're going to miss out on so much otherwise, which, you know, it links back to the start of the episode where I said a lot of people don't like uh, subtitles. And it's like, man, the amount of good films you would be missing out on. Especially as a horror fan. And especially, oh my god, French horror. That's a conversation for another day. But the amount of horror you would be missing out on. Just absolutely insane. Um, So the next one would be uh, an ep- or a show called Another. Um, literally just another, A-N-O-T-H-E-R. And this was probably the first or... No, I would have seen this after Death Note. So it would have been one of the first uh, series or anime series that I watched that's horror related. And I adore, absolutely adore this anime. I don't know why I like it so much. I just do... You know, it's about this, I believe he was a transfer student, um, moves to the school. He keeps seeing this girl everywhere he goes and, you know, he starts asking questions and I'm not going to say what she is or who she is, but um, essentially all these deaths just keep happening around the school. And they're not just like average deaths. It's not like just someone, I don't know, had, was shot or something, or just one random stab in the the throat or something. It's like brutal, zoomed-in, slow-mode bloody deaths, and they're fucking awesome. One of my favourite deaths ever in anime is in this show, and I'm not going to describe it because I feel it has to be seen, but, oh, so good. All I'm going to say is Staircase, and hopefully those of you, if you have seen it, you know what I'm talking about. But... Another is, look, it's it's not completely different. It's not, you know, this almighty, fantastic show that's going to blow your mind. It's just an entertaining horror anime. And sometimes that's all you need. You don't need, you know, the bells and whistles. You don't need, you know, the artsy shirt. Much like in horror movies themselves. Um, you don't need the an Ariasta film every fucking second. You don't need a, a what's it called a A twenty one. You don't need an A twenty one film, you know, shoved down your throat every fucking month. Sometimes you just need to throw on a really good, comforting horror movie. You understand the premise from point A to point B. It's got blood. It's got gore. It's got everything you want. And you just enjoy the fuck out of it. And sometimes that's just all you need. And that is okay. That is okay. You are entitled to like shit like that. You are entitled to like the cheesy stuff. There is no right or wrong in horror. There is so much out there that there is something to please everyone. 
and it's the same with anime horror or not there is something out there to please everyone um but yeah i mean i could go into so many more i've got serial experiments lane i've got elf and lead i've got demon wonderland parasite the maxim max maxim maxim shiki i could sit here for hours discussing anime and manga and my love for horror and my love for japan and its culture and so much more but i think you guys are probably sick of hearing my voice now so (laughs) i am going to wrap this up i hope you all have a fantastic magical wonderful day evening night wherever you are And hopefully this has opened your eyes to something different. And um, we will see how we go for the next episode with Jess. Otherwise, who knows? You may just give me again. But this is Ebony from the Gruesome Twosome Movie Reviewsome signing off. Please follow us everywhere. We are absolutely on everything. You can find us anywhere our uh, link tree is on instagram and facebook and twitter and god knows where else it's all g-r-u-e-t-w-o underscore movies and uh we will see you soon so thank you for listening